There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV Welcome to today's WCN-TV program. This is Tuesday, January 16th, 2024, living in the future. Um, Our producer, Jonathan, is working behind the scenes here to uh, help get one of our guests on the program. But, uh, Jonathan, I'm just going to ask you to... I only have two things I need you to do while you're working with with Lynn. Um, before we bring our guests on today, I want to let you know about our upcoming ministry conference. And uh, there's the image there. Uh, if we can show that on the screen. So it's going to be April 12th and 13th in Rothschild, Wisconsin, which is near Wausau, which is right in the center of the state. And we have a great lineup of speakers. Sharam Hadian and Alex Newman will be returning this year, along with Lynn Frederick, Coach Dave, and Dr. Mike Spaulding. But also, we'll be featuring Jim Schneider of the VCY America Radio Network, along with Doug Hagman from the Hagman Report. I have a short two-minute video that I'd like to show you to give you kind of an idea of what uh, this year's event is going to be all about. So let's take a look, and um, that'll give our producer two more minutes to work on behind the scenes. Inflation continues to come down. And this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. Respect for our laws has been eroded by aggressors who come in battalions to hold us hostage in our own land. Uh, Islamic terrorists have acted just like wild animals uh, going after their prey. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. We have to commit that the Bible is the only answer for humanity. The ecclesia, the called out ones, we have got to grow a backbone. The highest sex traffic event in the nation is the Super Bowl. We're in the most intense war in the history of humanity. It's happening right now. The Wisconsin Christian News Ministry Conference, April 12th and 13th. Come worship with MPK Christian Celtic Band national recording artist Leighton Howerton so let our heaven and nature sing let our heaven and nature sing the conference will be held at the Stony Creek Hotel and Conference Center 1100 Imperial Avenue Rothschild, Wisconsin purchase your tickets today at coachdavelive.com slash events that's coachdavelive.com slash events events. You can also call 715-486-8066 for more information. See you at the conference. God bless you. So 
So there you have it. We had a great time last year, and I think this year is going to be even better. So it's a, it's a time to be with like-minded people from all over America, and it's also going to be kind of like a WCN family reunion because this is actually going to be our uh, 25th anniversary. So I hope you can join us. I've also scheduled this event with more time for fellowship and visiting in person with our speakers. And we'll, as you saw there, we'll be uh, uh, worshiping with the old hymns of the faith with uh, MBK and uh, our good friend Leighton Howerton. Tickets are available now, so I'd probably advise you to get yours as soon as you can because we expect this event to be sold out again this year. So uh, for tickets, just go to coachdavelive.com slash events. You'll find us there and um, uh, get your tickets. So, okay, we have a very important and serious topic to discuss on the program today. We'll be joined by Craig Mickle, who recently started a ministry called Saving God's Children, as well as Lynn Frederick, who is the author of the book Stand Firm, which deals with pornography addiction. Lynn is a well-known expert and speaker on the topics of sexual addiction, pornography, and human trafficking, which is our subject matter today. Armstrong Williams put out, put out an article just a few days ago about this, and I would like to just open today's program by quoting just the beginning of his article. He says, children are not property to be exploited. They're gifts from God. And what do you do with a gift? You cherish it, grow it, and protect it. Yet in a world marred by moral decay and power imbalances, the most vulnerable among us, children, often fall prey to the darkest desires of influential figures. The Jeffrey Epstein case, among others, lays bare a troubling pattern of fascination among certain powerful individuals for underage boys and girls. This is not a new phenomenon. History is replete with instances where those in positions of power, be they priests or potentates, have succumbed to this heinous proclivity. In the case of the exploitation of children, power becomes a vehicle not just for corruption, but for the perversion of the most sacred trust. You can read Armstrong Williams' full article if you like. We'll put a link uh, to that article in the show notes after today's program. I would also like to call your attention to another article written by our guest, Lynn Frederick, and published in Wisconsin Christian News uh, probably quite a few years ago now. It's titled, What is Domestic Minor Sex Trafficking? Um, it's an ex excellent article, one I would highly commend to you. And uh, like I said, we'll put that article link in the show notes also. But to start things off, I want to show a quick video from Steve Hemphill of the ministry Active Faith. Uh, this will be an introduction. And then, Lord willing, we'll bring our guests into the show. So let's watch uh, just about three minutes here. Yep, first one there. Just click that first one. There you go. Hello, I'm Steve Hemphill, and I really enjoy sharing uh, my spiritual warfare strategies and stories on my Battle Plan podcast and discussing ways to put our faith into action. Website's active-faith.org. Uh, God's children are not for sale. That's what I want to talk about now. Proverbs eleven twenty one NLT. Evil people will surely be punished, but the children of the godly will go free. Proverbs 14, 26. Those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. Matthew 18, verse 3. A very shocking verse. Then he said, this is Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you'll never get into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 19, 14. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And lastly, Romans eight fourteen, for all who were led by the spirit of God are children of God. Craig Michael, a friend of mine is launching a new website to help promote the cessation, the stopping 
of human trafficking. It's savinggodschildren.com. Let's talk a moment about this topic from a spiritual warfare standpoint. Colossians 1 verse 16 teaches that in the unseen world, there are thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities. That implies territorial limits. That implies uh, uh, responsibility, assignments, and it's all in the unseen world. Did you know that there's at least 25 demons named in the Bible, and it's revealed what territory each demon is over, according to the Bible? You can check our notes for the verses and names of the demons, uh, so you can look them up if you like. Satan has taken the land, and we need to take it back. And the human trafficking problem is one of the evidence of that. We need to take the land back one house at a time, one child at a time, one city at a time. We need to take it back for the future of our children. One of the ways we're trying to take back the land. Okay, that's... Um... It's a good video to watch uh, the entirety of if you have time, and we will also put that link in the show notes. We're going to have a lot, a lot of links in our show notes today. So anyway, let's let's uh, move on and uh, introduce our guests. We have uh, Craig Craig Mickle and uh, Lynn Frederick with us. Lynn's been on the program with me several times, uh, but this is Craig's first time. So Craig, uh, let's start with you. Why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about your ministry? saving god's children yeah well um i'm with uh, coach dave and myself and rusty baker we we run the uh, maryland salt mike brigade and um i started uh, this and I, I guess almost i don't feel it's a ministry but i guess maybe it is um we went with uh, 30 people from our church and watched the sound of freedom movie in uh, july fourth weekend when it came out and um, we all you know were emotionally moved and then, you know, we kind of leave and it's like, well, what do you do after, you know, you, you're emotionally moved? And, you know, I started looking around on the Internet and there, there's a lot of good websites, um, but there didn't seem like there was one that kind of en encapsulated what I thought God was giving me a vision to do. And uh, that was really, you know, an awareness and training because most of us really don't know how bad it is and how local it is. That's one of the things, the sound of freedom, it was, you know, it was overseas, but this is really America here, right out your front door. The second thing that I really felt as I looked around some of these websites and organizations that are really doing good work, yeoman's work in this field, is no one's really taken the spiritual warfare component and explained it and has given training in this. So that's kind of what distinguishes uh, saving God's children and some of that. And then the other thing was uh, about getting involved and, you know, how you can impact your local community. And uh, first one, the spiritual side, but also what does that look like? And I wanted to provide a platform for, for people to be able to share their stories, to share their what they're doing, uh, their involvements and their successes, to encourage people to get involved. And mainly, I really am reaching this to the church because I believe this rests right solely in the church. It's our responsibility to be out on the front. Oop, I think you froze up there, Craig. Did we lose him? Okay, all right. Well, I haven't forgotten about I'm Lynn. I'm glad, glad we got Lynn in there. Uh, Lynn, why don't, why don't you uh, take a minute and introduce yourself and your ministry to our audience once again. Oh, you're still muted, Lynn. Need to unmute unmute yourself, Lynn. Huh. Button on the screen. Uh, there's a red microphone button there. There we go. Correct microphone's on. Okay. Uh, well, um, well my Live TV. Lynn. I can. This is how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I have. Uh, my name is Lynn. I am a recovering sex addict. I've spent 28 years uh, addicted to pornography, and I've spent the last 31 years 
in recovery and have recently, probably in the last 10 years, picked up the mantle for sex trafficking because sex trafficking is, is hooked at the hip with pornography. If you've got one, you've got the other, uh, you have them both. Uh, so minors are trafficked into pornography pr almost ex exclusively. It's just uh, it's a horrible world for the kids. They're not only servicing Johns, but they're also being used in the porn world. So I write and I speak on those issues. Uh, as a result, I've ended up in a, a ministry that's a, a letter writing ministry to mentor men who are in prison. Most of those men are sex offenders serving crimes for uh, what pornography led them into. Almost exclusively, it's a downhill slide and they end up in prison. So uh, both sides of the issue, I guess that's, I am, that is my purpose in life to make people aware of the dangers of pornography and its, and its links to sex trafficking. And this is happening, uh, as Craig uh, started to say, even in the smallest towns here in America, isn't it? It is. We have 72 counties in the state of Wisconsin, and there are sex trafficking cases in all 72 counties. Of course, the, the bigger metropolitan areas of on the outskirts, you know, Green Bay, Milwaukee, and Minneapolis are your 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 hubs, but kids are trafficked. Uh, what's called corridors between those cities uh, every week, all the time, uh, for any kind of event going on in the cities. Of course, football right now is the big one, so they're being trafficked between those cities uh, to be in attendance at football games uh, to which they are sold to men who are supposed to be watching football. Hmm. Craig, um... I guess if you would, let's talk about the numbers. How many children are trafficked here in America? And uh, I, I guess you can both talk to uh, the aspect of how much money is made off them each year. Well, I don't, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but if you scroll down to the website, you'll see from there. It has the statistics on there. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just kind of into. I'm, I'm learning about this as, as I go and uh, speaking about it, but. Um, what we're, what we're finding out here is, is, is this is just what's reported. Okay. This is probably a small percentage of what the reality of it is. And, um, you know, the thing is, is what we're seeing, I believe in our society is, is really the, uh, the attack of, um, the democracy. Oh, Greg, you froze up again. Um, against our children and of course oh, yeah. I think we lost him again <laughs> are you there Craig I, I can hear you for some okay. reason yeah I can hear you so I mean I, on the website I have some of these links and statistics and uh, you know the website's been up and uh, running for about uh, three or four weeks now and uh, what I'm going to be doing you're going to be seeing Lost him again. Lost him again. A lot of added content. To, yeah. You there? I yeah, I tell you what, Craig. Um, I hate to I hate to do this to you, but why don't you try to reboot one more time, sure, and we'll absolutely. we'll bring it back in because yeah, it might be weather related too. You know, with all yeah, yeah. So, Lynn, uh, why don't you take over here and and tell us how. How kids are, are lured into this? How, how does it happen? Well, there's a number of ways. Uh, figure that there's about uh, 500,000 kids in America right now that are being sex trafficked. Uh, there are uh, 450,000 runaway children every year in the United States. And within 36 to 48 hours, one out of three of those will be in the hands of a pimp. Uh, and will be in the sex trafficking industry. So runaways end up in there. Uh, there are also ways that pimps 
uh, and pornographers solicit kids. They solicit them through video gaming. Uh, they, they try to make contact. Uh, there's a number of ways that they can be like a Romeo pimp where they uh, tell a young girl how much they love them. They create a romance. They'll spend months and months uh, uh, grooming uh, those kids either through chat lines or in person until they they solicit them away from their family. And once that happens, they are instantly uh, in the sex uh, industry. Uh, so lots of different ways. Uh, the, the internet is probably the biggest way right now that they make contact. At any given time, there are one million predators online just looking to hook up uh, with an innocent young child who thinks they're talking to someone who is special, treating them special, uh, but they very well could be a vicious predator. So that's one of that's those are some of the ways they end up in this industry. Yeah, in in, in the article that you wrote that I referred to, um, you gave a couple of stories um, of a couple of uh, young girls. Maybe you could, yeah. Do you, do you want to kind of tell us about this? Well, there's a, there's all kinds of stories. Uh, you know, I think that I wrote about Cassie. Well, you know, I have another uh, young girl that uh, disappeared. Uh, her mother uh, looked for her in every way that she could possibly look for her for about six months. Uh, she was just 13 years old, disappeared. And uh, she found her one day on an internet uh, site where her son was selling and buying video games and her daughter was being advertised on that site uh, as for sale for sex. Uh, through seeing her, then they were able to uh, rescue her eventually. But the amount of damage done in the year that she was gone will take a lifetime to recover from. So, I mean, how that girl was solicited away, it was probably someone that, you know, drove up alongside her, like Cassie, uh, who wanted to be a movie star. Uh, she would talk about those things on the Internet. A predator read those things, uh, made the trip to Cassie's town spent several weeks walking her home from school, gaining her confidence, and then put it out there that he was a Hollywood movie producer and that he could take her to the top. Well, she ran away from home with him, and the very first night away from home was a gang rape video that was sold as pornography. Cassie was 12 years old. Uh, fast forward four months in the industry, and 400 Johns later, uh, Cassie was by two of her purchasers uh, in their rage and violent aggression sexually against her. They killed her, and she died before the age of 13. Um, that story still chokes me up because there are these kids. If a, if a pimp has three children, three kids in his care, uh, they average that they have to do $500 a day uh, each. So three kids, $1,500 a day. Um, they will make over a half a million dollars a year in income. A large, large amount of money uh, in the tune of about $99 billion a year in the sex trafficking industry. And when I use the word sex trafficking, I'm not referring to human trafficking. So the word sex trafficking generally refers to minors. So off children, uh, they're making billion dollars. And this is, you're talking just here in the United States, right? In the United States, yeah. talking about kids that are being captured and, and sent overseas somewhere. Correct. This is, this is in, in, just in the United States. Yeah. Um, I had a... Uh, a resident of Granton, Wisconsin, told me that this was happening in his town and the sheriff was apparently powerless to do anything about it. But Granton, Wisconsin is probably population 200. So um, 
even even in the smallest of towns. It's, as we said in the pr promo of this program, um, the situation is worse than we think. It is. It's a, a young girl just, you know, not too long ago was we're in Ladysmith, Wisconsin. I mean, we're a little bit bigger than that town. We're around 3,000. But um, I came in contact with a young man who's looking for help for his sexual addiction. And he was able to, in Ladysmith, rent one of the girls going through on the corridor between Green Bay and Minneapolis. And he rented her for sex. Um, so it's going on in small communities all, all across the country. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, sickening. To me, there is no punishment um, harsh enough for someone that would harm a child. I'll, I'll just say that. Uh, Jesus had it right when he talked about millstones. And millstones are not just meant to drown you, but when you have a millstone tied around your neck and cast into the deepest part of the sea, um, you, go down, you go down quick. And um, anyone who's done any deep sea diving or knows anything about it knows what happens to the human body when you go down in the ocean that quick. Um, your internal organs implode. There, there is not a punishment harsh enough for someone who would harm a child. Craig, are you back with us? I'm here. I'm not sure if you can hear me, but I'm yeah, here. I, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. What what are your thoughts as to what we have been discussing here? I'm not sure how much you heard. And he's frozen again. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Craig. I'm sorry, Craig. Well, it, Rob, I, yeah. I concur with you. The punishments, uh, there's no fitting punishment. But uh, sin is ugly uh, and... I, any ministry, uh, short of, of introducing someone to the saving grace of Jesus Christ isn't really a ministry. So there has to be this place for me, as much as I'd like to just tie that millstone around someone's neck and do the, do the throwing. Um, the only thing that stops this insanity is, is the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I, that's the only thing that brings change to anyone's life. And as hard as it is, it has to be a part of, part of my ministry uh, to, to be able to offer that God can bring transformation to even the sickest of the sick. I, my heart breaks and grieves when I think of the Super Bowl that's fast approaching and when the Super Bowl happens for a full week before and sometime afterward, the pimps will not be able to bus enough children to that game to provide the demand of the men who are supposed to be watching the Super Bowl. They will bring them in by airline, by buses, by van, uh, literally thousands of kids. And that part is like, what is it in a man? that drives him to want to have sex with a child. I don't understand that at all. It breaks my heart and it makes me angry. And that's why I write and I speak and I preach <laughs> uh, to try to get people's attention because the only way this stops is if we stop the demand. If there aren't men who want children, if there aren't men who want pornography, then there will be no pornography and there will be no sex trafficking. So we've got to convince the men to stop. My question, I guess, is how do they get away with this? Um, knowing what we know now and, and law enforcement, what it is or isn't now, how are they still getting away with this? Well, the things are, are changing, but 10 years ago, Rob, you, you could uh, be pimping a girl and get caught. Uh, 
the girl that was the prostitute would be charged with prostitution regardless of her age. So 11 years old, charged with prostitution, jailed for a few months. She has a criminal record. Uh, the pimp and the John walk free. Uh, the result of Linda Smith and Shared Hope, uh, which is a national ministry on sex trafficking, she is really targeting the laws in every state. So in Wisconsin, uh, now from no laws, uh, sometimes the girl is still treated as a criminal. Uh, so that has to be improved in the state of Wisconsin. But right now, a pimp uh, convicted will spend uh, 40 years in prison. So there are changes in the laws and they're working on changes for the John as well, that they'll have prison time. That is making a little difference. Uh, but with the most of the sex trafficking industry, because it is so lucrative and there's so much money involved in it, most of it is being run by the drug cartels now. And they don't seem to be afraid of breaking the law. Okay, you mentioned the uh, cartels, uh, which leads me into my question regarding what's happening on our open borders. Um, how much do you know about that, Lynn? Well, I know that not too long ago, there were uh, 80 missing uh, miners that came across the border and it's, uh, they don't know where they went. Anybody with any kind of understanding of the sex trade industry knows that all of those children are in the sex trade industry in America now. But the government does not want to admit that. So without a doubt, kids coming across the border, the pimps are there and the pornographers are there to snatch up everyone that's by themselves, that's for sure. Hmm. Craig, are you able to to uh, hear us and, and and speak? Yeah, I can I can come in on my phone. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. that works. So that I actually works. have you up on my screen, so I mean, <laughs> so we'll just uh, we'll just go to Plan B. But okay. um, you know, uh, to to your point there, uh, you know, w one of the reasons uh, that I, I thought you know on this website is is uh, you know most of us that in the, in the church, just people in general, we just really don't understand how bad it is, right? And that's why if you look on the, the main page here, it's, it's worse than you think. And, you know, if the producer can scroll down, you know, it says this is a U.S. concentration camp. What you're going to notice on this website is I'm going to be putting up videos, right? Now, this is from Reddit there. And what they do, uh, we don't have to watch it or anything, but, you know, people that are watching, they can go to the website and watch this later. This talks about how the uh, Walmarts are, that have been closed down in Texas are used as these holding facilities and that they hire these uh, uh, people, you know, most of them in their, you know, uh, early 20s. They call them NGO, non-government organizations, and how uh, they just they get uh, a text message on their phone the night before. Um, would you like to fly to Atlanta from Dallas? Uh, we got two uh, kids that you need to drop off. They don't know anything about these kids. They get up there at you know eight in the morning. They accompany them on the flight and they drop them off to somebody that they don't know. And then they go out and they catch a, a Falcons uh, a football game, something. You know, this is just how bad it is with with our government facilitating this. And, you know, technically, you know, it, it's a it's 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 really bad on the Democrats, but it's bad on the Republicans. It's 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 a it's a governmental problem. Forget the parties. All right. This is where we as people need to start to come together in the church and to stand up and rise up and say this is an atrocity. And uh, this is morally bankrupting our country and setting us up for the judgment of God. And we definitely have the statistics to do that. Um, last month, you know, I think it, you know, I'm going to be putting some of these things up here for for talking points, <clears throat> because later, you know, if we do have an election, um, I want to be able to provide people uh, the ability to ask um, politicians really good questions. So I'm going to be putting in data from the government itself. Now, here's kind of an astonishing thing. Um, 276,000 people crossed the border in 27 days. Okay, that's the ones that they caught. And that's only in the month of December. How many of those were unaccompanied children? Uh, and this is a statistic from the uh, U.S. Department of Labor. This is the government reporting on itself. Some 400,000 unaccompanied children have crossed the border under the Biden administration. 
and they're finding them working in meat plants and other things. So it's not only uh, sex trafficking, it's, it's uh, slave labor tra trafficking. And, you know, we just celebrated Martin Luther King's uh, birthday yesterday, but yet we seem to be okay about letting this come in to our country. Okay, any, uh, uh, this is a good time for an uh, audience break. Any questions or comments from anyone in the, in the audience? Uh, Barry. I just saw this one last night. Now, you know, I mentioned Jamie Walden. I'm not going to give you his Dominican Republic part, but he was saying where they're getting some of these girls from is off of uh, TikTok and Instagram. Uh, the the whatever the girls are are giving for for their preview, the more clicks they get, the more popular they are. The more popular they are, the more likely they are, they will be more targeted. And they can literally put a dollar value on them, just watching what happens to them based on the reaction of the people that are watching them. And it just almost guarantees that they're going to be trafficked. Yep, yep. Um, I know that um, both Lynn and Craig can probably both uh, speak to that. Well, I tell you, um, and we, we ended up populating it in the wrong place today, but we'll get it moved. But uh, maybe the producer can put in getting involved. I posted that thing because uh, it came over Steve Quell's website and I and I sent it to the uh, webmaster. Today. I said, we need to post this. Um, this is the kind of thing that I'm going to be doing. This is going to be a live. Uh, this is going to be an updated website. So you want to try to come by every once a week or twice maybe bi-monthly because I'm going to be putting new content on there and it's things that you can share and have discussions with with your friends or family um, and also I'm going to be uh, reaching out and I'm going to have training on here uh, uh, for how people can uh, help their kids learn how not to be uh, caught up into this and stuff like that I uh, I haven't got you know you got the, the wheels are just starting to turn here with this and uh, but we're going to make this very user-friendly downloadable printable shareable no cost so that you can have the tools to help your family help your church help your community and be able to share so you can really start to begin to impact what's going on in your local community Amen. uh ray yeah uh regarding what lynn frederick referred to earlier is the appetite for this is ferocious. Um, man, he's got two two driving factors in our life is to eat and to have sex. And if these are not controlled properly and, and shown the dangers of it, our temples, the living temple of God, we have to really instill in people the dangers that they're involved in by going down this road and getting hooked into pornography. Another way that the, uh, these porn sites make money is the minute you click on one of these, they put a worm on your phone and they now have access to your bank accounts and all your information on your phone. So you're, you're putting yourself in a, in a danger zone. And to be aware of these things, whatever it takes, get a buddy. Uh, partner, if you're having issues, I, I'm mentoring a couple of people now that are having issues with this, and you, you have to, a buddy system to check on you, put something on your phone to, it's a, it's a hard thing to overcome. Uh, Fred and Lynn, Lynn can attest to that for sure. And you talk to many men in private, and they, they're, they're struggling with this issue big time. That's why the demand's out there. But I'd like to say for little children, I, I don't get that part either. Well, you know, I hate to keep uh, knocking on the church, but what? Why is the church not speaking about this and educating their people about this? Uh, Lynn or Lynn or, or Craig, whoever well, wants to take I, that question, I'll, what's, I'll what's, take it. what's what's wrong with the church? It's sound asleep on on this these issues. Um, you know, and I've shared with you, I speak to 500 people and you have, you know, you, you give out 30 cards and you have, you know, 18 different people tell you, I'm going home and we're going to talk to our pastor. We're going to have you come and talk about pornography and sex trafficking to, to our church and our community. And then you never hear from any of them. 
it's it's a it's it's a sensitive issue for some reason or another with pastors. Uh, they don't seem to want to address it. Um, some do. I mean, I've been invited to some churches, but uh, it's not very many uh, that are that are out there inviting you in. But that doesn't mean we should give up. I mean, we got to get into the church. The church has to wake up on this, uh, or we're gonna. They just have to wake up and we got to do everything we can to wake the church up because that's there is power in the church. If churches could get together and unite on some of these issues, I think we could begin to see at least some some dents put into the armor of them. But I wanted to say something, you know, to Craig, as far as uh, you know, looking for statistics, enough.org probably has more statistics on pornography and sex trafficking than any other site in the country. Uh, Linda Smith uh, of Shared Hope International is going to give you lots and lots of statistics that will be and uh, lots of help. All these organizations have help for you too, and especially for kids and how you can protect them online. The other is the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. Uh, another excellent, excellent site for materials that you can download, put on your site, uh, things that you can pass out, hand out, and help you in your ministry. It's all free, so you don't have to pay for it. Those are great sites uh, that can help your ministry and give you uh, additional tools to, to help you reach out and save children. Uh, can, I, yeah. can I chime in on that too, Rob? Um, because yeah. Uh, what I want to, you know, kind of do is um, when I put this getting involved part, I wanted it to be where people can see what other folks are doing, right? Not so much in a condemnation way, because if you if you come in with condemnation, people, right, they get back on their, their heels, but that the, you provoke them to good works, right? So, you know, the Lord's been opening doors for me ever since I've started this, because I believe it's an anointing. I believe God said, hey, you know, somebody needs to do it and and you're willing and so you know i started going down this path and and here um uh because of some of my contacts they said well you know this uh, hub city vineyard they're they've they've already got a committee they're doing a walk for life well here we've already got two or three churches i was just at a um because today uh, this month is a human uh, awareness month i made a contact with another uh pastor in our in our area that was there and uh, I'm looking to get 10 churches, okay? One of the things I started really uh, praying about, even when I started the Maryland Salt and Light Brigade, is I just was remembering, you know, okay, if we're Sodom and Gomorrah, okay, how can we plead with the Lord, right? And, you know, Abraham started with 50, right? But I, I just said, Lord, can you give me 10? Can you give me 10 righteous churches, okay? Because if, at least we have a, a, a start, right? And, uh, you know, uh, that's what I'm doing. And I'm allowing, I'm, I'm really praying about this. This is where that spiritual warfare part comes in, right? And this is the missing component to some of this, and I, I believe. You got to really pray. You have to reclaim land. You got to stake. You got to do this. And you got to let the Lord and the Holy Spirit move. The Lord detests this. This is, this is totally against what the Lord uh, has desired for children. And so he's going to open up the doors, and he has been here. What I'm hoping to do, and with other things, you know, there's other places that are doing this, is highlight this on my website so that maybe a pastor could look in and, and maybe even have a pastor's corner on this website uh, eventually uh, where we can provide these materials for free. They can see it. They can come to it. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Holy Spirit's going to convict them to really start talking about this and getting involved. Um, so that's that's part of the stuff that we're doing here. And uh, I just got um, what I you got to blow your own bugle. You got to be the one that's going to be sounding the shofar. That's why if you look on the website, you are the watchman on the wall. OK, a watchman on the wall has to send the warning. Right. Because we have a little bit of a funding mechanism here through our keys and stuff like that, I've been able to generate income. I bought. Remember the uh, the graphic that you so kindly did for uh, your your paper there. I took that to someone who does signage. I got eight by sixteen vinyl signs. Uh, a company that I work with part time. They do containers. 
I'm putting these on containers. I'm going around to different churches and seeing if I can set them on the parking lot of the church for a week or two, or, or I mean a month or two, and moving them throughout the community where churches that have good roadside frontage. So we're going to encourage them to get involved. We're providing them a platform. A lot of a lot of people don't know what to do, and I'm just hoping that some of these things will start to take off. Lynn, tell us what people can do on a local level. Uh, what what the average everyday person can do um, on this situation? Well, I think the average everyday person should be talking about pornography. That's my opinion because every sex trafficked child, for the most part, there, John, has been looking at pornography and they want to act out that pornography uh, with with someone, so they hire a child to do it with. Pornography is behind all of it. You mentioned pornography and as a, as a conference, Rob, you are well know that I got tagged as the table most walked by. And it's because the word pornography just scares people and they don't want to talk about it. And we need to talk about it. Sex trafficking seems to be a little more acceptable. And Rob, it was your great suggestion that I add that into my ministry and that has made my ministry more acceptable. But it's not going to stop me from talking about the dangers of pornography. We need to. When you go into a church setting, and I don't care where that church is, and the, and the statistics say 65%, and that's a low figure of men, are struggling with pornography. And I don't care what, what the church it is. I don't care if it's Baptist, Lutheran, Episcopalian, Pentecostal. It's all the same. But we don't want to talk about it. So what the average person can do is talk about this, talk about pornography, the dangers of it, talk about stopping it, talk about stopping sex trafficking, look around, what can I do? Somewhere nearby you is going to be somebody somewhere doing something with sex trafficking. There are safe houses for girls, especially if you're around a bigger city. Look for them, see how you can help them, volunteer. Uh, in our own community, uh, a group of people very similar to Craig saw the, uh, the movie on sex trafficking. They came back home to Ladysmith here and said, well, we can't just do nothing. We have to do something. So we are looking into what can we do on our corridor here. We're a corridor between Green Bay and Minneapolis. Uh, can, how can we be of help? We are looking into the possibility of having a safe house for trafficked girls. We know that here in a rural uh, county that we are in, that six girls from our county and a neighboring county were in an abuse shelter. They were sex trafficked children. Uh, community 60 miles away, a uh, small community the same size of ours. A uh, girl was uh, uh, swept away, pimp uh, took her, took her to Green Bay. Uh, she was uh, prostituted for quite some time, but she was rescued and brought home. So we know it happens right here in our own backyard. So we're looking into what can we do? And a part of that, what can we do is that we want to create awareness, not just for the churches in our community, but we want to talk to health and human services. We want to talk to our local law enforcement. We want to talk to first responders. We want to talk to anybody who is in the emergency field or law enforcement field and train them. We probably can't do it. We'll bring in an expert from some of these other facilities that have experts in training law enforcement of what to look for. Uh, we are, are gearing up to be able to provide all of those things for our community, not just educating uh, the churches, but educating everyone in our community. And if we can get back into the school systems again, to where we can do presentations on how children can protect themselves from online predators who want to be able to do that too. So what can you do? There's a lot of things you can do on a local basis, but the biggest thing is we all got a mouth and we can talk. We can talk to our neighbor. We can talk to people at church. We just need to talk about this. We need to talk about this show. We need to talk about what Craig's doing. We need to talk about some of the other organizations that I mentioned. All of the ones that I mentioned are all Christian organizations, and they have the power of prayer behind all of them as well. So there, there is a, a probably a movement among the Christendom that is larger than the secular community. 
almost the church is responding in regard to sex trafficking and we need to pray with each other for each other and help each other and tell people in our community to turn on uh, Craig's website, look at what he's got, turn on uh, the National Center for Ex Sexual Exploitation, turn on their website, you know, and, and look and see the information that they have and the materials they have for us to be able to use on a local basis. You know, part of the problem is that um, people just don't see it. Um, this this situation is more hidden than even the illegal drug trade. People don't know that it's going on in their area, and they don't they don't see it out of sight, out of mind. They don't think it's happening. Um, just in my small town, um, this past summer, a young woman in her twenties. I know we're, we're not talking about a, a child here, but it, it, she was a young woman in her 20s, uh, just went missing. Uh, her car was found on the Highway 29, uh, east of Wanda, and um, there was absolutely no trace of her. Invest investigation went on for about a week. There was no, absolutely no trace. She just vanished without a trace. And as far as I know, that, that had not been resolved. It's cold case. Uh, it's sitting on the shelf somewhere. I'm breaking up. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, people are not seeing it, and that, that is that is part of the problem. Um, before we run out of time here, we have a video, uh, Jonathan. If you have that available. Um, Craig was at an event in Gettysburg, um, and uh, Michelle Daubenmeyer spoke um, from a mother's heart. If we can watch that, uh, it's it's a little bit lengthy, but we'll if we have to go longer today, we'll go longer today. I think we need to hear this. Well, I was going to say that he asked me from a mother's heart, and you know how much of a mother and grandmother that I am, and I um. What came to me when he asked me that from a mother's heart is Matthew 18:6. God takes what we do to our kids and what we don't do pretty seriously. Some of you already know it. Whosoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it would be better for them that a millstone be hung around his neck and thrown into the deepest part of the sea. Amen. Listen to that. God takes how we're deceiving our children very, very seriously. And it all starts with the moms and the dads and the grandmas and the grandpas and the aunts and the uncles and the cousins and the brothers and sisters and your neighbor. You all have neighbors that have kids. It starts with us. We have got to stop it. To stop what's going on. And I just want to repent. I wrote some things down for us to repent about from a mother's heart. And I looked up the word repent. So it, the dictionary meaning is express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoings or sins. Think about that. To repent is to express, express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or, or sins. And that's what we're here today to do, to repent, to express our sincere regret of remorse for what we've allowed to go on in this country. And I just wanted to, like I said, from a mother's heart, just all of us gather and repent right now, Father God, for the slaughter of our innocent little baby boys and girls. It happened on our watch, my watch, all the watch of many of us here when we made it not really legal, but it became an edict of our land. So, Father God, we repent. We repent from the bottom of our hearts over the slaughter of the innocent boys and little girls, Lord God. And we ask for mercy. And we ask to guide us into what we can do from this day forward to stop this 
slaughter. There's something each and every one of us can do, whether it be praying in your room or going down to a clinic or telling your grandchildren about the sanctity of life. We all can do something from this day forward when we repent and ask for his forgiveness. The other thing that I um, repent for is the raising of our children. So many of us have not raised them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. We have not taught his precepts and statutes and we've let them run wild and free while we're going and doing our business and doing our careers and we've neglected to raise our children some kids don't even know who jesus christ is so father we repent of that we can't go back but we can move forward and we ask your forgiveness and give us direction and how we can help from this day forward our neighbors our grandchildren whatever that we can begin to tell them about jesus christ and what he's done, we have to let the world know that Jesus Christ is Savior and don't hide him under a bushel because we've hid him there for so long. And also, I want to repent of just the opposite. We've raised our kids and put them on such a pedestal. And we've let them run and become selfish, indulgent children, Lord, and let them do whatever they wanted to do and not giving them guidance of anything Lord so I repent that we have done that to our children and not been there and disciplined them and taught them respect and taught them to love you Lord so forgive us and from now on from this point touch somebody with the love of Jesus Christ we also repent for um, the government schools Lord God we know that we know how awful they are Lord Jesus and the things that go on there, and we just ignore them. We just ignore the LGBTQ and the homosexual and just the total disrespect and lying of our history that their children are being taught. So God, we repent, we, we just lay, we just give remorse and regret for that. And Lord, may we start now and go to the school boards and go to our teachers and go to the places that God calls you to tell the truth. We can't be ignorant anymore. We have to speak the truth wherever we go and wherever we assemble in our schools and in the churches as well, Lord Jesus. And okay, so, we can, we can put it there, I just, um, That's uh, Coach Dave's wife, Michelle, and uh, that is, um, title of her talk was From a Mother's Heart. And I, I can tell you that was uh, absolutely sincere from her heart. So, any any additional comments from the audience while we have have time here? Okay, uh, Lynn, you, any closing comments? Yeah, I, I, I wanted to you know, just say that there are there are a number of things you know how parents can protect their children online uh, to to go on to. Uh, NCOS is, is a great site that you can you can download materials to protect your children. A really new one that's come out that, that has encouraged me now to go on and have internet at my own home is a new app called uh, Canopy. It was developed in Israel, and it will uh, it will block out 99.9% of all pornography. So that's a great app to look up. It's uh, also very inexpensive on a monthly basis. I think it's like $9.99 for one uh, app. Uh, so that's for like one source, one phone or one, one laptop. Uh, so that's, that, that's a good source to, to have in any home because if you can keep pornography away from kids uh, and adults is a, is a good move. Yeah, the internet has really uh, ramped this all up, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Has it it's, really made it efficient I, for them? I guess I, you know, I had add into that. Uh, TikTok came up. TikTok is basically pretty evil. It's owned by China, run by China. Um, your average teenager is going on to TikTok to get their news of what's going on in the world. And the news that's on TikTok is produced by China, so most of it is propaganda. So TikTok could be something that I would keep the kids away from. I think also NCOS uh, to 
look at them. NCOS has a has a legal entity to it. They are fighting against one of the largest uh, producers of porn in the in the world called Pornhub. Uh, they are taking them to task for a teenager, a young teenager girl that was produced in uh, pornography. Uh, that uh, Pornhub was aware that she was a minor, but used her anyway and posted her pictures and the film all over the world. They are NCOS has them in court. They are winning. Uh, the CEO recently resigned and took off out of the country. Nobody knows where he went. So they, they have them on their heels right now. So pray for the attorneys with NCOS that they can make some big wins uh, and because the distribution of pornography, and a lot of people don't know that, is against the law. is a federal offense to distribute uh, pornography in America. But nobody's holding them to task on that. Uh, that department uh, that does that in the Department of Justice was eliminated, started to under Clinton, and under Obama was a totally uh, removed. So that needs to be put back in uh, for prosecutions to happen. But pray for NCOS's attorneys that they can uh, effectively bankrupt uh, Pornhub through the lawsuit and uh, retribution of monies that will have to be paid to families of children that have been used in pornography. Um, you mentioned TikTok. Um, I was reading an article the other day uh, where they were telling us that uh, the website Etsy, where people sell homemade crafts and things um, is also now has been accused of uh, selling children etsy.com so it's it's permeated our entire culture and, and society craig final words where we actually ran out of time about a minute ago but final words from you well, you know, uh, please come and w visit the website. Um, look at this store. Um, we have these keychains that are really prayer warrior emblems. Okay, put them on your uh, car mirror or on your car keys. Pray for the children. Um, that video that you showed of Michelle that was on September of 2022 at the Peace Monument of the Battle of Gettysburg. <clears throat> Michelle made a statement that was actually made very famous in this movie, The Sound of Freedom, which is. Matthew 18, 6, which is on our keychains, Better a Millstone. When that movie was owned by Disney in September of 2022, I know that God's anointed us to do these things because Disney sold that film to Angel Studios in April of 2023, and it released it on the very day that the Battle of Gettysburg ended. We were praying and interceding. There were 40 of us. One of the things was human trafficking. The Lord is done with this. He's exposing it and judgment is coming. And it's time for the church to get behind what the Lord's doing. Or you better stand to the side because I'm telling you, the Lord's done with this. And he just needs a couple good men and women to come alongside. And Frank, your website? Savinggodschildren.com not org.com savinggodschildren.com and lynn can be found at lynn frederick f-r-e-d-r-i-c-k.com lynnfrederick.com we are more than out of time but i thank you guys uh sorry it went so quick but uh, that's usually what happens here we have an hour and uh it sounds like a long time but you can't really get a lot done in an hour so hey, uh Lynn, get a hold of me because I'm happy to have some stuff if you want to produce it and put it on the website about uh, and training. Uh, I'll put it on there. We're I'm a platform for people to provide uh, training information. And uh, if you want to talk about it, we can even carry your book in the store. Okay? Give me a call. And I can give you lots of information with people can uh, that you would want to put them on your website because they actually have real training material. So. Okay, yeah, any help you can do, you know, it's it, it's everybody's website. I want you to understand this. I, I can use whatever help you can get. And uh, But if you want to share your testimony, you know, I, I'm using uh, Jared, Jonathan, and these guys. Uh, you get a good, secure connection. Uh, they'll videotape you, and we'll put you on the website, okay? So okay. Um, if, if the Lord leads you and you want to, you know, share, 
And I believe you have a real good message for the church about the pornography. I think the Lord's put you and anointed you to do that right now. And um, I know that uh, I'll be happy to do whatever I can to flagship you on saving God's children um, because it's a message that needs to be heard, sir. Okay, I will get a hold of you, Craig. And Lynn will be one of our speakers at the conference we're having April 12th and 13th. So, um, in fact, uh, Craig, you might want to put uh, Lynn's message from last year, which we have professionally videotaped, um, up on your site. Um, we'll, we'll find a way to do that. Anyway, like I said, we're out of time, folks. Next week, I will be here again with uh, our special guest, Usama Dakdok, and we'll be talking about uh, Israel, uh, Hamas, um, anti-Semitism, anti-Christian things, and um, the rise of Islam in America. That's next week, same time. We'll see you then. Till then, God bless. Yeah.